But we're going to talk some more about the fruit of the Spirit this morning. I, uh, I, I just feel it's imperative that we really, really dig down and really go through this series because you can say I've heard it one time a little further than I have in the past in a different way, and, and perhaps maybe you can understand it a little bit better. Uh, uh, maybe you already know it all. I don't know, but, uh, but I believe God's Word's got something for us. And I want to talk to you today, uh, still talking about the fruit of the Spirit, but I want to talk about the seventh manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit, which is faithful, faith or faithfulness. And when we think about that, that's a powerful word, faith or faithfulness. Uh, uh, when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, put that up there. Have you got it, son? I know you've, you, a lot of you have got different Bibles, but uh, this is a living Bible. I want you to read it with me. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, pardon me? Right, right. Uh, he'll put this kind of fruit in us, or he'll manifest it. Or, or he'll develop it in us. Either way, let me read from mine. I can see it better than turn around there. It said, when the Holy Spirit controls our life, he will produce. He will produce. Say it with me. He will produce this kind of fruit. All right. In us. Now, when we stop right there for just a moment, I want you to stop and think. If you have the initial evidence in your life, at one time or another you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and you haven't gone any further, I think the answer's right there. When we look at it, I like this living Bible. I, I get it in the NIV every now and then back up the other. I, I love the King James, but I need this to help me out. Maybe you don't, but it says... When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, we will produce this kind of fruit in us. And here's what it says. That, that there's like uh, uh, clusters of fruit. The first three, love, peace, and joy, has to do with, with the Lord himself. Until you do that, you're not going to go any further. Until you can manifest that in your life toward Jesus, you're not going to go any further. And then the next two is uh, uh, the next uh, uh, segment or the next cluster is peace kindness and goodness and that's what we should be showing to people around us but our, our patience kindness goodness i'm sorry uh, uh, but uh, until we've developed the first cluster in our life we're not going to be able to do that you're going to have to really uh sell out to the lord but it's, it tells us in the very first part of that that when he controls our life and i think that's the reason why a lot of times people that claim to who have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that they have these uh, spurts of, of flesh that comes out every now and then. Uh, 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 we get upset and we just go off the deep end sometimes. Uh, we love God and all that, but, but we've not let him control our lives. Nobody likes to just back up and give somebody else charge, but, but we need to let Jesus control our lives through the Holy Ghost. Now, the problem with all that is... Uh, 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 when I first got saved and, and I uh, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I thought, man, now that everything's going to do all right. I got the Holy Ghost. But I found out there was times I could be as carnal as anybody that ever went to church. And I'd feel bad after it. 
And the bad part about that is I've looked around before I got saved and saw other people did the same thing, and I said, and they say they got something. But, but until we get to the place where we allow him, see, God made us not zombies, but he made us people that could choose the every day, every hour, you know, which way we wanted to go. We have a choice. Paul even had a battle with himself through the, through the years. Uh, uh, he said uh, he had wars going on within him. Warring with the flesh. The flesh wanted to do this, and he knew he shouldn't do that. And Well, I find myself in the same place. But the more I sell out or the more I try to grow up in the Lord and mature in the Lord, the more I find that I'm able through the leading of the Holy Ghost because as I mature, I found out that I shouldn't be in charge. I should let him be in charge. And by the way, letting him be in charge doesn't always uh, feel good. But when I let him be in charge... He leads me and he guides me and he directs me. And, and guess what? When he leads me and guides me and directs me, he don't direct me like I direct me. Because there's times I'd get nose to nose with you and tell you where the cow eat the cabbage if I would let me do it. But God wants us to be meek and humble and be submissive. But until he controls our lives, and control, you know, he'll never control your life until you begin to try to grow up in the Lord. I've met more people in the church world uh, that have been going to church longer than I have, and they still act like babies. Man, you could, you could get them upside down in a minute. But Jesus, I've always thought about this, Jesus could have called legions of angels but he didn't. They didn't force him to be on the cross. He allowed him to do that. It was all out of love. So I'm going to try to hurry along here and not get hung up too long. But I just wanted to bring that to you. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce. You'll never produce this fruit in your life on your own. No flesh is capable of doing that. Because when you think you got it all together, there'll be somebody come by that's able to push your button. But let me tell you something. The Lord invented the button. He also knew how to put a stopper on it, too. Praise the Lord. He said, we'll produce this kind of fruit enough. What? Love, joy, and peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. And, and you know what? Uh, when you try to be patient and kind to people and, and show the goodness to people, uh, that goes beyond what I'm capable of doing, folks. I just got to tell you, that goes beyond what I can do. Because I've I, I run into some things that it took God to help me do it. And, but until you learn to be faithful or have faithfulness in your life and, and loving God and God's work and God's church and God's people, you can never develop that. Faithfulness means that I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to be faithful to being the person that he's called me to be. I'm going to be faithful in being in church when the doors open. The Bible even said, forget not to assemble yourselves together. It's something in a habit of doing. When the church doors are open, we ought to be there. Now, uh, there, we live in a world today when a lot of confusion is running around. Some people want to haul off and say, well, 
I don't know if Sunday's the right day to go to church or not. So-and-so told me we ought to go on this day or that day. That's the Lord's day. Well, I got news for you. Every day's the Lord's day. And if you pick and choose the day that you're going to serve God, then you just went back over on the other side of grace. The Lord said he's coming like a thief in the night. Supposing you picked Saturday to go to church because you thought that was the right day and you went out to honky-tonk on Sunday or down to the juke joint and, and done everything you shouldn't be doing. You're going to miss him. That didn't cost you any extra. I just had to throw that in. <laughs> Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is the last coster that we're going to deal with today and we're going to try to move along with faithfulness. Faithfulness needs to have signs and witnesses. We just can't expect the person is faithful because they told me I'm faithful. The reasoning being for that, because the last cluster of the fruit of the Spirit is a witness to people around you. Oh, we're supposed to be faithful to God. Beyond the shadow of the doubt, there's nobody around us, but that's directed toward people that can see how you're living. The Bible says that you're the light of the world. And you can be a light sitting here without a battery, and it's not going to do anybody any good. But if we're a light unto the world, then we need to be people that when people see us, they can see our faithfulness to our God. And faithfulness starts in the little things, just coming to church on church days, on Thursday nights for here. We have Thursday night and on Sunday morning. You know, you say, Brother Ben, that ain't much. Well, I'm going to show you something. There was a lady, she still lives next door to us. I was thinking about that last night. I witnessed to that lady for about seven years. She wasn't going to church. Then one day I went outside to talk to her. She called me and said, I just started going to church. I said, you did? Hurt my feelings. Man, I'm telling you what, I had to slap that booger off my shoulder. I've been working for seven years trying to get that woman in church. She tell me she started going to church, and she goes over to another church. Now, that's a good church. She's in church. That's good. And then the Lord reminded me, some plant, some water, and he'll get the increase. So shut up, Ben, and get the chip off your shoulder, and praise God, she's in church. It needs, faithfulness needs to be seen. How are you showing people your faithfulness if you come to church once a month or twice a month or ever, ever? I want to ask you a question. If you go to your job and you didn't go in every morning for about a month, they'd be calling you in the office and talking to you and say, hey, do you like your job? There's a little difference there. See, we're going to be faithful going to work because if I go to work for Brother Gary, I'm his pastor. I go around and I might think I can get away with something or other, but after a while, he's going to call me in the office and say, Ben, I got to have you here. If you can't, I might have to get somebody that will. Because, see, he, he's got a job he's got to do. Well, I work for somebody when I worked in the world for a reward, pay for that day's work. And I like that pay. I could see that. So I would go to work. 
What people don't stop and think, we get paid for being faithful to God today. We're just putting our treasure up in glory, and we'll receive them later when we get there. So we need to be faithful there. If I hadn't have been faithful, that lady kept going after her, and she's seeing me go to church every Sunday morning, uh, uh, she might have not ever gotten church because she was watching me. I was talking to my daughter a while back, and, and uh, something just come up. She said, Dad, one of the reasons I'm in church, I've seen your faithfulness through the years. Oh, man, that choked me up because I thought my kid don't pay much attention to me. But, but she watched me. See, she watched me. Made me feel real good and humbled me at the same time. We, people watch you when you don't even think they are. I started church this morning, and uh, uh, I got a neighbor across the street that I talked to him. He's friendly, but he's never been in church, never mentioned church, and I've never really felt like bringing up church around him. I've been trying to wait on the Spirit to do that. But I noticed something. He's out there a lot. When I'm out there this morning, uh, him and his wife was watching me. They saw me when I went out and got in my car, and I forgot something. But when I went back, they were still watching me when I drove off. People watch what you do. They watch you with, they think that you don't know it, but you need to know they watch you, your neighbor, your friends, the people you work with on a job. And so I ask you, what kind of light are you? Jesus said, we're the light of the world. We're supposed to shine a light on them, not us or our church, but the Lord. And it requires faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Let me move on. It requires actions. It needs to be seen, our faithfulness does. So that people watching you know that you're real. Faithfulness in living for Christ Jesus. You can show disrespect or you can show respect to Christ by the way that you live your life. If one truly loves the Lord Jesus Christ, and he or she will, will, let me back up here. If one truly loves the Lord, and he or she will not obey the Lord, what does that show? The scripture said in Luke 6 and 46, so why do you call me Lord when you won't obey me? It's more than words serving the Lord. It's actions and deeds. See, when you want to obey me, disregard. We cannot truly say we love God and not practice our love for him. So we need to be faithful to the Lord. We need to be faithful on Sunday mornings, on Monday mornings, on Tuesday mornings, and all through the week. You never know who's watching you. 1 John and 1 and 6 says, If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Now, I want to tell you something other. There's people in the church say a lot of things sometimes. I hope nobody in this church, I'm not picking on anybody here. I'm just going to try to give you some thoughts. He said, We lie and do not live by the truth. Now, I want you, the book that I've been reading, uh, uh, if I remember right, it says, No liars are going to get to heaven. There will not be any liars in heaven. So we need to be careful about what we say and how we say it. So if we walk in darkness, in other words, if you live in like the world and you claim to be a Christian, you're lying. And you may hide it from me or somebody else, but God already knows about it because he knows everything. Oh, praise God. Don't get too quiet on me now. Praise the Lord. 
Uh, make me think I'm preaching good. Uh, there's a word that, that I grabbed here, denouncing. There's some things when you serve the Lord, when you say, I love the Lord, I'm going to follow the Lord, there's some things we need to do for denouncing in our lives. One of the things I did, I quit going to honky-tonk. I quit trying to cuss right away. It didn't happen. I quit trying to smoke and tell lies. None of you ever did that, did you? I can tell it by the way you're looking. You never did that. But we need to denounce the old man and the way the old man lived. Because according to the writing of the word, when a person gets saved, you become a brand new person in Jesus Christ. Now, some of you have been looking at me for a while, and, and on the outside, I'm gradually changing a little bit, but, but I'm not the same person I used to do be before you met me. I used to do a lot of crazy things. With God's help and grace, I've been able to quit 99.9% .9 of them. Hadn't got all the way yet, but I'm working on it with the Lord's help. So we need to denounce some things. We are to look away from anything that keeps us from looking to Jesus. Anything that keeps us from looking to Jesus, anything that keeps us from coming to church on Sunday morning, anything that keeps us from being a witness or testify, we need to look away from it and walk away from it because we are a different people than we used to be. We're not the same person we used to be. Matter of fact, another place in Scripture is to come out from amongst the world and be you separate. Don't be a part of it. How can you be a witness to the world if you're going to be just like them? Hebrews 12, 1 said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. What witnesses is he talking about? Well, most of us already know we're talking about uh, uh, the uh, disciples of the Lord, the, the uh, beginning ministers and those down through time and looking back at, at Abraham and Moses and all the guys that really looked to the Lord and the ladies too, by the way. But it's not just that. When I was beginning to look at this and study that, a thought hit me. When I come to church here, you've seen me as a pastor for a number of years here. And I need, to, I need to let you see me in the light that I'm saved and following the Lord. And some of us here need to think about that. It's the crowd we hang out with today. Well, they're my buddies and all that. But we need to back up from them sometime and be a witness to them and not be a part of the gang. He says, since we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off everything. I want you to catch the scripture real close, what I'm trying to say. Let us, he said, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. He throws two categories there that we need to, we need to throw off. Some things that aren't sin and some sins. You see, you can, you can do things that just really not a sin, but it keeps you from getting to the place where you need to be with God. In a race, if you run a race, uh, you could put, you may be faster than the person you're running with and put one brick in a, a backpack and put it on your back and that person outrun you to the finish line. If it's a long race, you could put a half a brick on your back and you could lose the race. 
So if we're really going to run this race to be what God called us to be, and this race is so as we get to heaven, it's twofold, and so as we can win people around us, we need to get rid of everything that would put a blemish on our character that would keep us from letting Jesus shine through our being and our walk and our talk, and so making him Lord of our life. We can live in a way that we can exalt the Lord, or in people's eyes we can make him look weak and not effective by keeping on acting like the world. So he said, throw away everything that's not like him. The weight and the sin. And here's the catch. You say, well, Brother Ben, I only do this or I only do that. Uh, uh, really, I don't see anything wrong with this. And, and you know, I, I've seen some things uh, that some of you are excusing in your life to let go on by. And, I, and we've talked, and I'm not going to go any further than that with anything. But you know what I'm saying is, you say, well, Brother Ben, I've tried, but I just can't do it. It seems like I just ain't able to do it, but I'm trying. Well, if you've got a call in your life, it's not you that's going to do it. You need to God, the Lord, to assist you in doing it and call on him. And when you call on him and let him be in control of your life, you'll be able to do that because he'll give you what you need. But the trick to that and the scary thing about all that, uh, excusing ourselves and going with the flow is this, where the weights are concerned. James 4 and 17 says, he that knoweth to do good and doeth not, it is sin. It may not be sin in the beginning, but when God brings it to the light of what you're doing and how it's messing up your witness, it becomes sin. That's why I tell some of you, and hey, I used to smoke stogies big as I am, as big as I could get almost. That, that's pretty good size now for a stogie that size, but, but you know, as big as I could get then. But, but the Lord showed me that, you know, it may not be a sin to smoke, but it'll make you smell like you just got back from hell. And who wants to sit there and tell you how good, or listen to you tell them how good the Lord is, what he's done for you, when he can't hardly breathe for the smoke all around him. Old time holiness preacher used to preach if you smoke, you was going to go to hell. I'm not going to go that deep with it, but when he puts the light on it, I'm not the Lord, and I'm not you walking where you are, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I quit smoking. I quit smoking not because I was afraid it was going to take me to hell, but because I wanted to be a witness to somebody. And I didn't want anything to hinder me from getting through them and tell them my Jesus is able to do anything. Yeah. So we need, to, we need to denounce some stuff in our life that we've been hung up on and move on past it. Here's a trick to it, the next verse over here. I want to talk to you about it. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. That, that's the whole story right there. Don't have to read the rest of the verse. Just, just fix your eyes on Jesus. Look to Jesus and everything will be all right. Trust Jesus in every situation in your life. It'll be all right. Remember uh, Peter over there? He said, Lord, is that you? If it is, bid me to come to you. And he said, come. And Peter stepped out of the boat and on the water and walked on the water. But all of a sudden, he got his eyes distracted to the wave on the side. Guess what? The devil caused him to look at it. The Lord didn't tell him to look at it. He said, come. Come where? Come to him. And so when we fix our eyes on Jesus, whatever the problem we got, I don't care what it is, if you fix your eyes on Jesus and go to him with that problem, 
He'll show you how to fix it or he'll fix it. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Faithfulness in loving Jesus Christ is a complete love. It's loving God first, then loving others as we love ourselves, but loving God first. He has to be first. He has to be exalted above everything that he's given us. If you're driving a brand new car, guess what? You didn't get it on your own. God gave you the means for getting that car. You say, well, Brother Ben, I work for that car. I sweated for it. But God gave you the help to be able to do it. He gave you favor with the people that had the job that hired you, and, and he's kept you well and kept you with favor with them and give you the talent even to do the job. That's why you got that new car. If you got a new house and you love that house, I don't blame you. I love it too. But you got to love God more. You got to love God more even than your family. And that was a hard one for me to understand. How in the world can you love anybody or anything more than you love your family? But I had to realize it's two different levels. The level that I love my family to the top of my ability in the fleshly man for what the fleshly man is supposed to do. But God is divine and his love ought to be divine to him. And it's a love that's exalted above all love. And so we need to love him first, foremost, and then others as we love ourselves. And I want to read you the scriptures go with it. Matthew 22 and 37, Jesus replied, this Lord thought, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. He didn't say sometimes or some of it, or 50% of it or 30%. He said all the time, with all of it. Give up your all into loving God. I don't ask you if you tell me you love God uh, and you stay at home two times or three times or one time a month and don't come to church. Do you love God? How many times will you miss your work? I know it sounds like I'm beating you up. I'm just trying to shake you up. The Lord's coming back soon. If you don't believe it, watch the Mideast. Russia just landed a big warplane over there this last week, I believe it was, put out a bunch of stuff in the, uh, the airport there in the little country there, Syria, I believe it is. We don't want to think that the Lord can come any time, folks. Uh, I, I don't, uh, I think, I know he is, but a part of me says, my flesh man says, oh, he ain't coming now because, man, I, I've got two cars to drive. I got a truck that I love to drive. I got a little blue car that my grandma left me. Uh, uh, I got food on the table. My wife treats me nice, and, and, and the kids love me sometimes, and, and my church hadn't thrown me out. I've got it made. I'm not ready for the Lord to come now. That's what the fleshly man says. But when we get to the spiritual man, we need to be on watch all the time and know that the Lord is coming soon. Right. Faithfulness in loving the Lord. Let me back up. I like that. I got hit myself. Matthew 22 and 39 said, The second is like it. Love your neighbors yourself. Now, if you try to just skip over the part loving the Lord, him being before everything, just try loving your neighbor like yourself without the Lord in your life. That's why you need the fruit of the Spirit. You need to be faithful to 
the Lord, knowing that you love him first, and then you can be faithful in all these things that people can see you being faithful. Because guess what? If you're the light, you need to be a witness because a, a light's only a witness when it's shining in the darkness. If it's laying up on the table and not, the lamp's not burning, it's not doing you any good. So maybe you don't need to be a witness. You say, Brother Ben, I, I don't need to be a witness. I just need to stay saved where I can go home. Well, then the, all you got to do to do that is just go home, get inside the door, pull the curtains down, and lock the doors, and never come out. Because we got to be a witness. But it says, don't you, it, it, it says something here. It, catch this. It says something. It says, and the second, it's like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. My goodness, I have a hard time loving my son sometimes, much less uh, loving him uh, like I love myself or, or, or a boy, uh, uh, Sister Shelley back there. I really might have to pray one day to get to love her like I love myself or Shannon. You know, why not because they're bad, but because I may have got up on the wrong side of the bed that morning myself and need to go and pray through somewhere. Remember, Christians aren't perfected yet. God saved our spirit, but he left us to work on the body. And the body is where we get the fleshly attitude coming from. And when we let that fleshly attitude loose, it wipes out our witness. We've just turned the light off. Got to hurry. Faithfulness and loving Jesus Christ, though, is a control love. You just can't let your love run loose and, and, and uh, be emotionally you got to control and you got to watch it you got to you got to keep in our own focus you see and we can have as strong a love as we need to put him first in every place in our life if we want to but god's not going to make you do that he's leaving that for you to do in Matthew 6, 33, says, But seek you first the kingdom and his righteousness, and, and all these other things will be given to you as well. Well, that means that, that I'm going to have to stay on focus, and I'm going to have to put Jesus first in my life. It means I'm going to have to look to Jesus in everything. Oh, my goodness. I, you're right, sister. There's been times Sister Wanda made me look to Jesus real hard, but there have been times I made her do the same thing, you see, because we're fleshly. Man, woman's good for one another like that. God knows what he's doing. I'm sorry, some of you folks were perfect when you come here this morning, but I'm just telling you how it is in my life. Faithfulness and loving Jesus Christ has to be a concentrated love. You've got to concentrate on who you are and who you sold out to. You can't let your guard down one minute if you call yourself a Christian, I'm going to tell you, the devil's down around the corner trying to dig a hole for you to step into just in the shadows of life where you're not expecting it. So if you'll stay, stay centered, stay controlled and concentrated toward Jesus to love him, you'll be all right. Here's a sample, but a yet a safe rule to follow as a Christian, that is. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord. Didn't, say some, didn't have a little comma there and say sometimes or all the time, or most of the time, rather, or very few times. It says, trust in the Lord. And it says, with all your heart. With all your heart. That means that I have to, bad as I hate it, 
when Sister Wanda gives me a good talking to. Maybe it's not an intent discussion, but it's right on the borderline of it. I got to, instead of puffing up and getting back at her, it took me a long time to learn it, Sister Shannon. I'm still working on some of it. But I've had to learn to stop biting my lip a time or two. Much as I dislike it, maybe. And I have to remember what the Scripture says. See, because if I trust the Lord and lean on Him, He'll fix everything. But if I get in the middle of it, we're just going to have an intense discussion. It's already on the borderline of it. So what I do is I've remembered. I've, I've remembered it and remembered it and remembered it again and again. And I remind myself more and more that the Bible says, and the Bible don't lie. I have to tell myself that sometimes. The Bible don't lie, Ben. And it said all things work together for good of them that love the Lord. And then I have to ask them, do you love the Lord? And the answer is, yes, Lord, I love it. Then shut up and go and do what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. And of course, when that don't work, I just walk off. <laughs> Faithfulness and loving Jesus Christ is a compassionate love. Now, it's got to be compassionate because Jesus was compassionate. You see where this is going? This is kind of showing you all the, all the life or the, uh, the, the actions and, and, and a picture of Jesus, the way he lived. He, he chose to forgive. He still forgives us, but we, he, we're blessed. And, and he, uh, uh, he's there for us. And we don't even deserve it. And so a lot of times uh, in developing the fruit of the Spirit, we have to realize that that we need to first love the Lord uh, uh, in order to do the rest of it. Then we need to be able to, to uh, uh, be patient with people because God was patient with us. And then the last part that we're getting into is that we are supposed to be a light. And a light's got to have a witness. The switch has to be flipped on. And for me to flip my switch on sometimes, when I get up in the morning, I got to stand on the side or sit on the side of my bed. I ain't got up yet, and I begin to ask God to help me because I already feel like I'm I, I need some help right then. And when I ask Him to help me, and I put it in His hands, if I'll be willing to follow, He will help me to be a light that day because that's what He called us to be. See, Jesus died so that we could be saved, so that we could be a part of the family of God, so that we can be a light to the world that they can see that Jesus is still alive through us. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, you better come on back up here if you're ready to get up here. I'm about ready to quit. We need to be faithful, or we need faithfulness in learning of Jesus Christ. We need to learn about him. And I'm going to tell you something. It's easier to, to find God's will than it is to do his will. How many knows that? I hear people say, well, I don't know God's will. Well, if you're having a hard time finding God's will, just wait till you find his will and then try to do his will. Everything around you will try to scare you from doing what God's called you to do. But with God's help and grace, you'll be able to do it. Praise the Lord. I remember when God first called me, uh, uh, I made every excuse I could think of about 
uh, getting behind the pulpit. My Lord, I, I failed speech three years in a row in school. I couldn't speak in front of people, and without God's help, I couldn't do nothing but stutter up here today. But uh, uh, God called me anyway. He, he's the boss. He, he's supposed to know what's going on, not me. And, and so God called me, and, and, I, and I kept on and kept on, and, and I, was, I was afraid not to. I was the most miserable person you probably ever meet. I was afraid not to give in to the Lord what he wanted me to do, yet at the same time I was scared to death to think I had to stand in front of people. And one day I was under such conviction in a church in Rodeo, California. It was a lady pastor there. And the uh, uh, church was almost over. Man, I was feeling like, a, I was feeling like I, I about God was going to kill me if I didn't obey him. But I was scared to death to do it, and I was scared to death not to do it. And so finally... Uh, after church was over, on the way back home, uh, uh, leaving uh, uh, Rodeo, I said, Lord, if this is really, listen, listen how stupid the devil make you sound. Lord, if this is really you and it's not the devil, the devil ain't going to call you to preach. <laughs> but I said, Lord, if this is you and this is not the devil, that's how ignorant I was. You have somebody to call me to preach uh, uh, ne by ne next month. And as Spoke back to me just like that. The Spirit did. Well, that's easy. Give me something that's hard. Just like that. That's how I remember this. I could almost hear as if, if Liz was speaking to me. I could hear that strong in my head. And I thought, that's right. Do it today. I thought, man, I had, I had this thing bagged now today because I, I had it made up in my mind. Some of you have tried to play these games with the Lord. I had it made up in my mind. I'm going to fix it before you can't. <laughs> One, I wanted to go buy this girl and the other girl some shoes. And we was going to go to Wards in Richmond. And as you go in the door, just off to the left is the ladies' shoe department. We're going to go there, and I was going to make sure we exit and went home and shut the door for the rest of the afternoon. And then I'd be off the hook because today he can't do it. We walked in through those doors, and just as soon as we got in the door, before I could ever turn to go in the shoe department, Sister Smith, was there getting how she beat us there? I don't never know because we was at her church, but she was in the shoe department and she looked at me. Oh, Ben, I just think about you. Come preach for me next Sunday. Oh, my goodness, I wanted to run. <laughs> it was like the Spirit spoke to me and said, You remember what you said? And I went next Sunday, spoke. Scariest thing I've ever had to face in my life. When, you got to let God be in charge. Faithfulness lets God lead and guide and direct. You don't always understand how it's going to work out. But you know one thing, if you trust in him, he'll make it work out like he wants it to. And if it works out like he wants it to, you'll be blessed and people around you will be blessed. So you see, there's a lot more to, to being filled with the Spirit. And we're not through yet than just the initial evidence. You need the initial evidence in your life. But when you get the initial evidence in your life, you need to allow him to take charge. You need to allow him to lead you and guide you and direct you. And if you let him lead you and guide you and direct you, then you'll be all right. Praise the Lord. Stand with me all over this place, will you?